The song says they hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head. Oh, but for me, he died. That's love. Oh, I get excited about the love of Christ because it's the love that he gives freely. We didn't have to pay for it. He just gave it. Oh. Lest I get ahead of myself. I just want to say to the pastor of this church, the leadership, those who are over this programming, thank you so much for including me. I have been blessed. Woo. I have been blessed already by being in the presence of all of you sisters. I have been blessed and I thank God for this day, but right now we're up to the preaching moment. And I believe, I just believe that there is a word from the Lord. I believe there's a word from the Lord. Join me just in a moment of prayer. God, you brought us through this day to this very moment. Now, God, we believe you yet have something else to say. So, Father, we ask that you open our hearts, open our ears, open our mind, that we might be receptive to this next thing that you have to say to us. God, let us hear you and then run out the doors to do exactly what you say. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. My scriptural text this afternoon comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, no, yeah, 26 and 27. And it reads, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, all the earth, and over the creeping things that creep upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. You can be seated. I remember uh, growing up, and I grew up in my aunt's household, my, I'm from the country, my Aunt Pearl. And one day I remember saying to Aunt Pearl, I'm like, the older I get, I look just like you. And she looked at me shaking her head and she just stopped in her tracks. She said, baby, no, you don't look like me. You look just like your mama. She said, not only do you look like her, the tone of your voice is like hers. The way you walk is like her. 
The way you hold your head that certain way is just like your mind. No, you don't look like me. You look, you walk, you sound just like your mother. When I thought about that, I thought, how amazing would it be that when we walk down the street, that when we engage people on our jobs, when we're shopping in the store, that people look at us and they just say, you look just like your daddy, God. But all too often, that's not the declaration that's made when people see us, when they get close to us. Uh, but how amazing, because my aunt said, you are the spitting image of your mother. In Genesis 1, in the beginning of creation, let's explore this idea of being created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. I believe that God has three things to say to us. One, I believe that God made you by his divine power. That God marked you by his own design. And that God commissioned you for his own purpose, and that is dominion. There's no way around the fact, as believers, we really don't have a problem with the statement, I've been created in the image of God, do we? In fact, I think we take glory in the fact that we're created in the image of God. But when you boil that down, what does it really say? After all the work God had done, we get to this climatic moment in creation. And just as each act begins with a declarative statement or word, so does Genesis 26. It says, let, I think I heard somebody say let us, nah, let's not move too fast, let. I, I want to stop with that one word because it's the same word he started creation with, let. And I don't want us to move past it too fast because we need to understand the act that was taking place when God said, let. Uh, the word as a verb means to not prevent or forbid, to allow, to give permission to, to give leave to give authority to, sanction to, grant the right to, license to, yeah. empower to, enable to. Uh, if you caught it, there's an action directly connected with each of those verbs, that there's something that comes after. 
that you're licensed to do something. You're enabled to do something. You're empowered to do there's something that takes place because you let. It's, it's to cause to, to give opportunity to. It's used in the imperative to introduce a request or a proposal. It means to free from confinement. Uh, in, in creation, God, by an act of his will, created the universe. Uh, he spoke out of his own power and said, let there be. And there was. Hold up. He spoke out of his own power. There was nothing that God acted upon other than his word. There was nothing already in place because as I thought about let and the, the, the definition of allow, I kept thinking, well, maybe there was underneath the darkness something that God pulled forward. No. The scripture says, and the earth was formless and void and darkness hovered. God, the spirit of God hovered above the waters. There was nothing there. It was formless, shapeless, and void. So then what does that mean to us? What that means to us is this great God of ours in the act of creation worked within himself, within his own vision and mind to bring forth everything that we have today. That the greatness and the power and the authority that God had was so great that he could speak it and it would come to be. That there was nothing that prohibited what he said had to happen. It was brought forth. There was nothing in the way of God's creative voice. So when he said, let there be light, light came forth out of the very mind and words and power of God. When he said, let there be a firmament that separates the heavens from the, he, it came forth out of what he conjured, if you will, in his own mind and at the power of his will. I'm going somewhere with that, so hold on to that thought, that God was able to speak it and it happened. God spoke and out of the imagination of his own mind, he produced. God spoke and action occurred out of his almighty power. I think that sometimes we, we hear this so much, we take it for granted that there is a great God. And when he speaks, things will happen. So in creation, when he spoke, there was light. There was land and sky and sea and vegetation. When God spoke, living creatures came to be. Leaping things. God willed, God decreed, God appointed, and that spoken word was fulfilled. And in every instance when he spoke immediately, something happened. The testimony here is that God gives us in this act of creation, uh, he did it all by himself. 
on his own authority and power. He did it. And James Weldon Johnson, in his creation story, gives his rendition of creation. And it's an interesting account because what he says is that after God created everything, he found a place on a hillside and with his hand on his head, he began to think. And the poem says, God said, and I'm lonely still. And so God, the one who flung the stars in the sky, set the moon and the sun in their appropriate places, the poem says, and he stooped down like a mammy over her baby, and he created man out of the dirt of, dirt of the earth. That imagery is so powerful. There's nothing more connected than a mother and her child. The imagery of God with the love and the care of a mother, with the concern and the compassion of a mom stooping down and creating mankind out of the dirt of the earth. God, in his mighty power, created you. He called you to be out of his own will and imagination. I imagine that. Because there are times when we look in the mirror and we don't necessarily like what we see. Oh, my hips are too big. Oh, I need to go on a diet. Oh, this face not really working like they said that it was going to work. There are times when we look at who we are because sometimes who we are is not who God created us. Sometimes who we are is a result of what we've been through or what others have said about us that caused us to respond in certain ways. But know that in creation, God created you out of his will, his imagination, and shaped and formed you according to how he wanted you to be. Right. He is the divine workman. He worked slowly and deliberately, patiently, after everything else had been set in place. Then he decided, I'm gonna make me a man. Everything was in place. It is as though he had an order. He didn't want to bring man onto the earth until land, vegetation, animals were already in place. And so when he brought man into the scene, everything was settled. Man was his shining creation. The thing that he waited until the end to create. God made you in his divine power. Stay with me, I promise I'm going somewhere. The second thing, and it's not gonna take me long, God made you by his own design. His own design. This 
is the only place in the creation narrative where we see God say, let us, let us make man in our image. Nowhere else in the narrative does he use these words. Let us make male and female. With no other part of creation, we are the excellence of creation. Yes. Theologians across time has, have wrestled with what is it about humanity that represents this imago dei, this image of God. Early philosophers, Augustine, Arrhenius, they were divided, uh, these thinkers, and even in modern day times, on what it really meant to be created in the image of God. So many of them, uh, reflected on, well, the image isn't really a physical image, rather it's our intellect, the ability that we have to exercise our will, what it is that's different about us than the animals. So they, they wrestled with, what does it really mean to be created in God's image and in his likeness? And even when it came to those words, they tried to separate it into distinctly different concepts of what it means to be created in the imago dei, in the image of God. Well, I wanna tell you this one thing. I don't have the answer. But what I can tell you is this. There's really one thing, and, and, and it's really the only, maybe two things that I really wanna say here. Is that like God, man has a spirit. That part of us that is immaterial, it's invisible, it's active, it's intelligent, yeah. it's free. Yeah. It's that part of us that is God. It's that part of us that God created to be most like himself. Once we receive uh, uh, once we received all of what God gave us in creation, Something happened in Genesis chapter three. Something happened. Everything was going along great. And all of a sudden, Adam had to step out of his role. Now, the guy gave instruction first to who? Yeah. And the Bible says Adam was there with his wife and they both ate. So let me sum it up like this. When they were disobedient to God, they, both of them, Adam and Eve, it changed everything. And it would not be repaired until Calvary. So then everyone after Adam and Eve were born in sin. Everyone after Adam and Eve had to come to the cross. Everyone after Adam and Eve had to have a blood transfusion. There was no way after the fall, after this act of disobedience, to regain and recapture that oneness with God, except through the blood of Christ. So, God now, having restored, given a way to repair what had been broken, God demonstrated, even in creation, 
but we don't really get to, to receive it until after uh, our rebirth. God gave us power at the creation that we don't even tap into. We have, and let me tell you, because he gave us an ocular demonstration. He showed us that we, like God, have the ability to speak and action follows. God demonstrated for us that we can conceive an idea and by our actions call it into being. How are we like God? I don't see anywhere in the scripture where it gives us a physical demonstration of God, an example or a reflection of God. But what I do see is in creation, he showed us who he is. He showed us a demonstration of his mighty power. And all I came to tell you today was this. The power that God demonstrated in creation is the power that God has given to you to walk out this life. Just look at a sister and say, you got power. God demonstrated for us that when there is chaos all around, when things look dark and bleak, when there is or seems to be no answer to your questions, when life seems hard for you, God showed us in the act of creation that you can speak and change your circumstance. You can speak literally shift the atmosphere. You can speak and folk have to come in line. God showed us the part of him that he's given to us in creation. Oh, but we deny the power. We deny the power. We deny the power. We walk around and perhaps it's because I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know I had power. No, nobody told me I had. Well, today you know. You have power and you are marked by God by this power that resonates on the inside. The Bible says the power of life and death God acted on his own will, on his own power in creation. And God has imparted that power to us. Somebody don't believe me. Go over to Acts chapter 2. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Jesus speaking to his disciples, he let them know, hey, if I don't go, the comforter can't come. And what Jesus knew is in order for us to walk in the fullness of who we are, in the fullness of the creation that God made, for us to be restored back to what God had in mind in the beginning, we needed power. And not just any kind of power. We needed dunamis power. power was explosive because Jesus knew that there would be situations
situations in our lives where you just need to blow up in the word of God. You just need to blow up the stuff that's happening around. You need to blow up so that the enemy will be shaking loose from your circumstances. We have power. in the image of God. And when I look at Genesis chapter 1, all I see is power. I see the authority and the power of God at work because he spoke a thing and a thing happened. He called out a thing and it was shaped and formed. He gave guidelines. Okay, the sun is going to rule by day and the moon by night. In our life situations, we need to speak over some things. We need to call some things that are not as though they were. We need to walk in authority and the power that we have in the Word of God. I am the head and not the tail. Hey, we need to walk in the authority of the power that is within us. You ought to go down front today realizing that I can't go back the same. That I got to own this power. Uh, that leads me to the last thing. Told you I wouldn't be long. The last thing. God made you by his own power. God marked you by his own design uh, so that you'd be able to speak. You'd be able to have vision and call things forth. But the last thing, God commissioned you for his purpose, and that is dominion. Huh, dominion. Uh, the word dominion means from the Hebrew, rule, authority, forces, means to govern. The, the Hebrew word mimsha, M-I-M-S-H-A, Dominion. God has given you rule, authority, governance. In the scripture, he says, of all of the earth, all the creeping things, all the living things, he's given you dominion. So how do, we, how do we flesh out this concept of dominion? We see it in God, of course, in creation. He spoke it, it happened. He told it where to go, when to come, when to rise. Dominion, rule for us. We have dominion. Just think about the things that your hand touched, the stuff that has your name on it, the children in your household that come from you, you have dominion. God expects that you would actualize the power within to take authority over what you have reign over, what you have authority over. I see some sisters looking at me like you don't believe you have the ability to do this. Can I share something right quick? 
I was on a job. And on that job, man, I hadn't worked in about five years. I was so happy to get a full-time job with benefits. Hallelujah. But I ran into a boss who had no problem understanding dominion. If I tell you, I cried every day. But God wouldn't let me leave. I had to stay. And I had to keep working. I had to keep smiling. When people asked me about how I was doing with this particular boss, I had to present a picture that gave God glory. Did you hear that? See, because what happens is we get into difficult situations. We forget that we have dominion, that we have power, and we just choose to leave. And sometimes it's not time to leave. It's time to exercise your dominion and your power. Now, can I say that dominion and power may not look like what you think it looks like? Sometimes dominion and power means sit still right there. Don't you open your mouth and you pray. When they come at you, it might look like don't you say a mumbling word. Sometimes it looks like being in the bathroom is not even lunchtime. You didn't have to use it, but you needed somewhere quiet to go and pray. Oh, but if I tell you God did a thing, somebody asked me, where is he? He not there no more. But I learned something. I learned that I don't have to fight my own battle. I can stand in the authority and the power that God has given me and I can let God fight the battle. I can assume the position, recognize and I can keep my head up. I don't have to bow my head down because you're coming at me in a negative way. I can still stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I have a 27 year old son. My time is coming up and I'm gonna honor that clock as it's ticking down. I have a 27-year-old son who's dealing with emotional issues. He doesn't want to take the medication. I called a couple of friends over. We prayed through my house, prayed in his room. She went back. She said, uh-uh, I, I got to go back in here and pray some more. We covered him. He decided, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to make sure I stay around positive friends. And not because he wanted to, but he's at church every Sunday because he helps his dad at his church with the music set up. And because of that, God can get at him. He hasn't had another episode. He's been able to maintain a job, contribute to the household. Hallelujah. Dominion and power operates within the context of who we are as believers. We don't have to run. We don't have to roll in the floor and cry without hope. But we can stand up with our heads high, continue to give God glory right where you are because God is with you. He is present. 
He is the power that resides in. So when everything looks dark and dismal uh, and there's chaos all around, you better learn how to stand up, hold your head up, throw your head back, and declare the word of God over your situation. Take authority. Somebody needs to go through their house right now. Open the door, the front and the back, and just tell the devil, I have authority in here. You don't belong in here. of your situation. You have authority. Somebody here, you need to just let go of that relationship. You think you won't find another man, but let me tell you something. God is able to keep you from falling. God is able. He's able to keep you when you don't think you can be kept. Take authority. Take authority on your job. Take authority. Any teachers in the house? Ah, I see you, I see you. You need to take authority in your classroom. Those children with those bad attitudes and bad mouths shift the atmosphere. If you pray and they ain't got to hear you, they don't have to see you anointing their desk with oil. Take authority. You were created in the image of God. You have power. Walk in it. Turn to a sister and just say, you have power. Now tell them, walk in it. Uh, live that thing out. Flush it out. Uh, keep coming back and, and declaring who you are and whose you are in your situation until you see God show up in a different way. Because I can tell you I'm a witness. He'll show up. He'll show up. And he'll change some things. There may be somebody who's never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And according to the word that went forth today, in order for you to reclaim your power, you got to have Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, you also have the Holy Ghost. And that's your power. If you've never accepted Christ, today is a good day. All you have to do is walk into the aisle and come forward. I'm sure there'll be sisters here to receive you. Amen. If you want to know who Jesus is and how to access the power, why don't you come today? Perhaps there's someone you've been walking out your life, but you've been struggling. You come to church every Sunday, or maybe not. Because sometimes when things get heavy, it gets hard to get up. But if you've been struggling with the thing and you're ready to reclaim the power that's already within you, why don't you come today? I just want to pray. If you need to reclaim your power, you want to be able to stand flat-footed and tell the enemy you have no authority here. If you want to be able to access the power that is within you that God gave to you at creation, that means the power is yours. If you want to live your life with power, why don't you come? If you just need encouragement today, why don't you come?
And if you just like to come for prayer, come and we're gonna do a corporate prayer. If you'd like to just come to the altar. I see you coming.
And I ask those of you that are in the audience that are not coming, go ahead and just put your arm around the sister next to you. Go ahead and just reach on in there and give them a hug and hold on to them. Get that connection. Tighten up. Come on, bring it in together. Let them know you love them. Let them know you're supporting them. Let them know that you love them. Come on, move in together. Support each other. We want to love on one another. This is what we do in the house of God. We love on each other. We support each other. Come on. Thank God. Can we give God some praise in this place? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. close out there may be some that we have our prayer box right up here if you have those prayer requests that did not make it in the box you want those to be written and put in the box please take this time right now and you can bring those prayer requests up even now Minister Nedrick is coming to prayer for those prayers that are in this these requests in the box please come on now and bring those forward we want to make sure that your request is in the box. So bring them on up. We have time. So if you're still writing, we have time. Please put those requests down. Is there anyone, raise your hand if you need a sheet to put your request on. I see someone over here. Can we make sure our sister over here gets a, a prayer request sheet? Anybody else, raise those hands if you need those requests. I think we still have some in the back, so please, anybody else, go ahead and raise your hand if you still need a sheet so you can put your request in. Because we know that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous does what? It's a still hands up we have time so raise your hand if you want to get your request in raise your hand we have time anybody else anybody else and they're still coming they're still coming do I see in the back in the back back there As our sisters are putting their requests down, we still have our sisters who are still writing. Can we just take 
the time right now to honor the man of God of this house, our pastor, Pastor Brown. Can we go ahead and honor our, is that how we honor our man of God? Come on now, we got to give it up for our pastor, hallelujah. As those are still wording those requests, hallelujah. Can we give it up for our first lady of this house? As those are still wording those requests, hallelujah. I still see, do I see a hand in the back that needs a request? Anybody else need a request? I still see some back there. I still see a sister at once that requests you. Any other hands? Any other hands? We're going to get ready to have Minister Nedrick pray. Any other hands that need a request? Any other slips needed? Matthew chapter 7 it says ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be open unto you for everyone that acts receives and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened or what man is there of you whom if his son asks for bread will he give him a stone or if he asks for a fish, would he give him a serpent? If ye then, been evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for being faithful to your word for being omnipresent, omniscient, knowing everything we need before we even know we need it. We thank you, Lord God, for being our bread when we are hungry, water when we are thirsty. Thank you, Lord God, for meeting all of our needs. Thank you for being the great supplier and the resource of everything that we need today and tomorrow. Father, there are some requests in this box some things that maybe we've written that we don't quite even know if that's what we want. But I thank you, Lord God, for you said that when we pray that we, you should give us desires of our heart if we seek you. So, Father, we have sought you today, and we are expecting you to do what only your word can do, and that is to do exactly what your word has said. You said if we call upon you, you will answer us. Show us great and mighty things that we know not. Thank you, Lord God, that when we call you, we know that you hear us. You are a reward of those that diligently seek you. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we walk by faith and not by sight and believe that you have heard this prayer. Now help us to worship you while we wait. In Jesus' name, amen. We really, we really appreciate that. Ladies, we've come to the end of the day. That doesn't mean it's the end of our worship. It's just the end of today. So I would ask you to please, please come back tomorrow as we culminate our women's weekend. We have service tomorrow at 745, Shirts Campus, 930 at The Rock, and 11 o'clock here. Um, we have a minister that's coming in from Florida. 
she should be arriving within the next couple of hours. Minister Nona, um, and, and the last name right now is escaping me, Jones. So please, and you'll also get to, if you come to The Rock, you'll hear Minister Sorcia Brown again. So you are in for a fabulous, fabulous treat. But one thing I wanted to share with you before we start the giveaways, Pastor Brown was here earlier, and he shared with me, said, Sharon, my soul is on fire of what I see. And he said, please let the ladies know, I didn't want to come and interrupt the flow of the Holy Spirit. So I just came in just to see what was going on, and I am well pleased well pleased because he saw so many of you in the audience he saw that the investment that resurrection was making in us has made a difference and will continue to make a difference so when you see him please let him know at least i gave him a shout out that he was here and he wanted me to share that with you